Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another Missions Monday here at Lati Talks. This is your host, Thomas Belcher, missionary on deputation to the U.S. Territory of Guam. It is a lovely day here in Moorhead, Kentucky, as my wife and I just got back from doing a few uh, church meetings, and we're taking a small break right now until February. We were supposed to go on our survey trip to Guam this coming week, this coming week, but unfortunately we had to push that off due to COVID. But you know what? The good Lord still provides, and the good Lord still helps. And I f- we figured, well, let's go ahead and get some recording done. So here we go. Today on today's topic for Missions Monday, we're going to talk about the importance of organization our personal experiences with being organized and what the Bible says about being organized and why it's very important for the missionary to be one of the most organized people that they know. If there's a ministry that needs to be the most organized ministry, in my opinion, it ought to be missions. It's a very tough effort. It's very hard for missions. And in order to accomplish something that would seem nearly impossible, we need to be organized. Now, if you have your Bibles with you, turn into 1 Corinthians 14.40, and we'll, I'll show my point. 1 Corinthians 14.40 simply says, Let all things be done decently and in order. Missions is very important. Now, the term missionary, it's interesting to note, the term missionary is never once found in the Bible, but pastors, evangelists, those are. So, We've already discussed what is a missionary, what is missions, and missionary is simply a Christian that preaches the gospel in a foreign field or a foreign setting. And foreign doesn't necessarily mean another country. It can mean a a different state, different town, anywhere. Um, The definition of missionary is pretty broad. But in our experience, in my wife and I's experience, we found out that uh, missionaries need to be more organized. We, when we started out missions, we, uh, we really were kind of arrogant in our thinking, thinking that, oh, well, missions is going to be easy. Other people say it's hard. We're going to make it look easy. It's going to go over well. In fact, we thought that uh, we could just get church meetings lined up the month before we started part-time deputation. And, you know, that worked. It actually did work for, for about a month. Then after that one month, everything just kind of fell apart. We jumped into something without even thinking about we, without even thinking about it, and we jumped into something without being organized. And that's not how God wants things done. If you look at any successful ministry for Christ, and by by what I mean is successful is a church that is uh, seeing people saved, a church that is running ministries for Christ and doing whatever they can for the cause of Christ. If you look at any successful ministry, you'll see that they are highly organized. And this was a uh, something that God used to smoke my heart with when we first started part-time deputation, because we weren't organized. We didn't know what we were doing, and quite frankly, we thought we already knew everything. I mean, graduated Bible college, you think you know everything. In actuality, you really don't know anything that you're getting yourself involved in. So... It's important to be as organized as you possibly can when you start out on deputation. That would be my first bit of advice. Just stay organized. Um, Have a time every day when you get up and read your Bible. Um, All of life, if you want to have a happy life, if you want to have a successful life, 
from what I've seen, what I've read in um, multiple history books, saying these people that I've read about presidents and all, uh, Teddy Roosevelt being a fine example of it, stay organized, get a schedule. Um, no man of God has ever been successful without spending time with God. And that's important. So missionary, first off, you need to start spending time with God. If you need to get up early in the morning, spend time with God. If you need to get up earlier in the morning, spend time with God. Normally I get up and get up at about seven and start my devotions with the Lord. But with everybody, that's different. Sometimes you have to do stuff at seven o'clock. And you may say to yourself, well, I don't have time to do devotions with the Lord. Well, then that means you need to probably get up even earlier to make sure you get devotions done. I ran into that problem when I was working full-time secular job, and I would have to leave the house at 8 to get there at 8.30. And now I'm not a morning person. I really am not. I hate getting up in the mornings. Um, I am not actually awake until about noon. You can ask anyone who knows me, that is the truth. I need at least two cups of coffee, sometimes three if it's really bad, but at least two cups of coffee and give me at least until noon to actually wake up. That's when I'm myself. But I found out and I realized that, you know, my devotions, my walk with God was suffering because I wasn't allotting enough time with God. I would read maybe one or two verses and then go to work. That's not enough, not for me anyway. Uh, I know a lot of more spiritual people than me that that would probably be enough, but it's not for me. So I had to start getting up at about 6, 6.30 instead of 7.30. I would start getting up at 6 and 6.30, get two cups of coffee, go straight into devotions, and then grab my shower, get ready for work. And guess what? It actually started working. My devotions for God started getting revived, and I started seeing people save more, and my attitude was changed a lot more. And it started working. It was a lesson in organization that I had to learn the hard way. Um, and with missionaries, it's so important to stay organized. Uh, for example, my schedule now when we're not on the road, get up at 7, Bible devotions that usually last about an hour, get ready for work. Um, and when I say work, I mean office work. Um, make sure that I get, if it doesn't, if I don't have to make a phone call, then I make sure that I get that work done first. Like if it's working on a missions video or a missions card or whatnot, that is what gets done first. The reason why I do that is because I have personally found, now you you missionaries out there may say differently, and you know what, if it works for you, it works for you, go ahead and keep doing it. But I have personally found that it is best to not start calling churches in the morning until 10.30 in the morning. If you call from me, for me, it... It varies, of course, but for me, I call churches from 10.30 to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's my time of calling churches and trying to get churches booked for the year. Um, that's where my wife and I have seen the most success in booking churches, uh, getting to call people. And that's another point. When we first started Deputation, I really didn't want to call people. I'm not good talking with people on the phone. I really am not. I prefer face-to-face -face conversations. But I had to learn to adapt. And you know what? When you start actually calling somebody on the phone instead of emailing them or mailing them your stuff, 
it introduces you to that person and you'll generally get more of a response that way. So if you're looking to trying to get more responses from churches, I know it can be frustrating calling churches, but you need to keep calling churches and stay on them. That'll, that'll be a different subject for another time, but stay on them until they tell you that they cannot have you stay on them. But organization is the most important thing we've learned for calling churches and for getting churches booked. Uh, but when we first started, like I said, it was very hectic. Uh, it only lasted a month. We went into it completely unprepared and completely unorganized. And we ended up being nothing but massive failures for it. We lost several months of deputation because of it. And that's on me. I'll take full blame for that. But I learned something out of it. We both did. We learned that we needed to be more organized for it. So after that, we started setting down, making a schedule, getting things done. And we started actually hearing back from churches. We started booking church meetings. And it changed everything just by being organized. And I learned a valuable lesson that day. The Bible says, let all things be be done decently and in order. Now, if, for example, if your local bank down the road has a schedule for how they do things, and they get things done on a daily basis, they stick by that schedule, should not the man of God have an even stricter schedule than the bank down the road? Should he not? Should you not, Christian, have a stricter schedule than the bank down the road or the schedule that you work at? I see these people go into the bank every day and they uh, they have a strict schedule that they stick to. Armed guards come in, transport money, and you know they, they change that schedule every once in a while so that people don't come in and rob the place. But they do have a schedule. But most missionaries that I've met, some of them, some missionaries I've met now, take in mind, I've met a lot of good missionaries, a lot of good ones. But I've also met some missionaries that were kind of a joke. And that's really what my wife and I were when we first started. We were jokes. We weren't real missionaries. We were just there being arrogant, thinking that we could do something that nobody else could. So we decided to get more organized and to actually go into it. So we, um, like I said, we got more organized and we started going into it. And we decided that, you know what, if God has called us to this, if this is our ministry that the Lord wants us to do, we're going to do it 200 and we're going to put our 200% best effort into this to try and do something good for God. See, I feel like, I feel like most missionaries that I've met some missionaries that I feel like we, uh, they don't put all their effort into it. They just think that their own talent and their own personality is going to get them the church support that they need to get on onto the field. And you know what? Talent is good. If you're talented at something, go ahead, keep doing it. But the thing is, if that talent is not directed towards the right thing, then the talent is wasted. If you're talented at singing, praise the Lord. But if you're not singing and praising God with that talent, and you're singing something like a Katy Perry song or something, your talent has been wasted. So if you're talented, direct it toward the things of God. That's just a little side note. That's free. 
But organization is very important, and a missionary needs to be as organized as possible. You have to understand, missionary, until we actually start having churches support us. Like when my wife and I first started out, we didn't have any churches supporting us. We were starting fresh out. We didn't go through a mission board. We're still not going through a mission board. So nobody was helping us with churches. Nobody was helping us. So we just started calling random churches and just kind of made up our own schedule. We were our own bosses. Nobody kept us to a schedule. Nobody kept us to a, um, you had to get so many churches called in a week. Nobody, nobody made us responsible for ourselves. So we had to become responsible for ourselves. Yes, we are, we are our own bosses. We make, we make our own schedules. We do that. But the important thing is, who are we doing it for? This work is for the Lord. If I make my own schedule and it's for the Lord, then I'm going to put my 200% best effort into this. We need to start make, uh, putting forth our best effort into doing something for God. And I fear uh, some, uh, some missionaries uh, I've heard and I've met aren't doing it. There was one missionary, I'm not going to say his name or where he was, where he's to, but he was struggling there for a while, just kind of dragging his feet, not going anywhere. And I had a couple of pastors call that I talked to about this, that I was trying to get into their church. And they were saying, well, until you're at a certain percentage of sport because of this fellow, we can't have you in. I've lost about two or three church meetings due to this one fella. Now that's not up to him. That's now I'm not mad at him or anything because of it, but I'm saying I don't know his personal problem problems, but maybe if he was more organized in his efforts, maybe he could actually get more of his support. But then you also have missionaries that are just flat out lazy because there's no, like I said, they are their own bosses. So they make their own schedule. So that does happen too. But, I'm not the one who, I'm not the judge here. I'm just trying to help somebody out. So organization is how you get stuff done. If you want to get something done in your life, if you have a goal in your life, then you need to be organized in accomplishing that goal. Now, my personal goal, get to the mission field. I'm on deputation right now, and my personal goal is to get to the mission field of Guam and start a work for the Lord. Now, starting the work for the Lord that is its kind of its own separate goal. Right now, I'm just focused on getting over there. And in getting over there, I am trying to be as organized as humanly possible. I have a schedule. I stick with that strict schedule. If it changes, I have to make up for it. We have lists of churches that we call, and we try and stay as booked and as busy as humanly possible. My goal and desire is to be on the road so much this year that my car literally falls apart. Now, I don't want my car to fall apart. I was trying to joke, but if it does, then I'd rather it fall apart because I was on the road going to a missions trip than than staying here and doing nothing. But my goal is to try and get out on the road as much as possible. Now, how am I going to reach that goal? How am I going to accomplish that goal? I'm going to accomplish that goal by staying organized and working towards it. If you just work randomly, it's going to take you longer to accomplish a goal than if you were to do it organized. 
work smart, not hard. That was one of the biggest lessons I had to work. I had to learn when I started working in the secular world. I had never worked a full-time job before. My first full-time job was at Kmart in Lexington, Kentucky. And I always thought I was a hard worker. I always thought I was, but then I realized something, you know, I, I was a hard worker, but I was working too hard. Uh, one of my old coworkers, her name was Barbie. She came up to me one day and was like, Thomas, work smart, not hard, work smart, not hard. And she would constantly yell that across the warehouse to me, specifically to me. So every, uh, it got to the point eventually that she stopped calling my name and just it kept yelling, Hey, work smart, not hard. And everyone knew that was to Thomas because I was working too hard. There was a smarter way to do things. So I eventually learned, Hey, if I stay more organized and actually think about what I'm doing before I do it, then I won't have such a hard time. I'll be able to get the same amount of work done, if not more work done, if I just slow down, take it easy, and just stay organized. And you know what? That helped. It really did. So, a biblical example, Noah did not build the ark by being disorganized. If you go read the story of Noah in the book of Genesis, he that God made sure that was one of the most organized efforts humanly possible. Moses is another example of that. Moses was Moses got was killing himself trying to organize the people of Israel and trying to give advice to the people of Israel and let them know what the law of the Lord said. Then his father-in-law came along and I'm not quoting KJV here. I'm paraphrasing. But he, he flat out told Moses, hey, if you don't get more organized, if you don't start training other people into the law and working smarter and not hard, then you're going to kill yourself. You're going to waste away. And what's interesting to note, Moses' father-in-law was a pagan worshiper. He didn't just worship God. He worshiped every other God under the sun. But that was Moses' father-in-law talking to the man of God about being more organized. So we need to start being more organized in our efforts because it's going to start helping us in the longer run. Organization brings three things. Number one, it brings success. Joseph, in the book of Genesis, was able to save thousands of lives by being organized. He had to prepare for seven years of famine. What did he do? He started taking a tithe out of the crop and started saving it up for those seven years of famine. And when the corn and the wheat started running low during the famine, he started making deals and stayed organized. And guess what? They made it through the seven years of famine. Joseph managed to save thousands of lives. We'll never know how many lives he saved until we get to heaven because he stayed organized. He had a plan. Number two, organization brings order. God had the children of Israel organized and brought them and brought them through captivity. He brought them through the desert. The children of Israel, it, it, I've been recently doing a Bible study on the books of the law. Um, I'm working on Leviticus right now. And it is just fascinating about the order and the organization that God had the children of Israel in. It's even, I mean, if you go into a Bible study of when they would march from place to place and when they would pack up and march, it's 
wonderful to actually see the organization that went into that kind of effort. Because you start realizing, wow, I mean, this was not just some group of rabble. It wasn't just a group of random people altogether. God had a purpose, and God had it organized for it to be successful. And guess what? Yeah, they had some setbacks, but it was successful. It was successful to the point that they got the promised land back. So God fulfilled this promise. Number three, organization brings peace. Moses organized people to counsel others in the word of the Lord, giving him peace. Like I said earlier, that was due to his father-in-law telling him, hey, if you don't get, if you don't start working smart on this, you're going to start withering away. And that's what he did. He started training other people, other men in the law, in the law of the Lord, so that people could come to them. And if they couldn't interpret the law, then they would go to Moses. But he had some people working for him that would help interpret the law for the people of Israel. And it helped. It brought Moses personal peace in that effort. I wonder how many years, how many years, excuse me there. I wonder how many years that added on to Moses' life by doing that. Now, had he not done that, I almost guarantee you Moses would have died in earlier death by just wasting away. He was organized. Organization brings personal peace. When you're organized, you don't have to worry about, well, did I get that one thing done? Did I mail out those prayer letters? Did I mail out those prayer packets, those prayer cards? Did I mail those out? If you're organized, you can look at a checklist and say, hey, yeah, I got that done today. I don't have to worry about that for another month or two months. If you're organized, it will bring you peace. Missionary, please listen. My wife and I were not organized when we first started deputation, and we paid the price for it. But we started to get organized and more organized, and we started to stay in the word of the Lord, and we started to actually have a plan for how we were conducting deputation. And guess what? It's working so far. God is blessing. And I'm not nearly as stressed out as what I was two years ago. I There's a plan, and I'm following through with it. Organization brings peace. Missionaries, we are leaders. Missionary, if you're listening, you are a leader. You cannot lead if you can't be organized. If you can't be organized now on deputation, how in this work of the Lord, in this work, deputation is the work for the Lord. Deputation is its own ministry. I, I want people to realize that. But if you cannot be organized in this effort, then how in the world are you going to be organized and do an effective work for God when you get to the field where God has called you to? How is that going to happen? Missionary, please be more organized now. I, I, I could go on and on and have about six other segments about the benefits of organization. But if you find your, if you missionary have found yourself in a rut you're stressed out, uh, there's no order to your life, you're not as successful, maybe one of the things, you're not as successful as what you wish you were, maybe one of the things keeping you from having all that is organization. Of course, it could be many things, but I would challenge you to look at how organized you are 
as an individual and how organized your effort for the Lord actually is. We should always strive to give God our 200% best effort. Missionary, we are called to a wonderful, wonderful ministry. We are called, uh, many are called, but few are chosen. It's, it's just amazing. I, I graduated Commonwealth Baptist College and graduated with a lot of missionary majors, and it, it was fantastic to see them. But I can, it breaks my heart to think about all the people who have not, who graduated with the same major as I am, as I did, and said they were going to be a missionary to some country, but now they're doing nothing. They've backslidden. They're out of the will of God. They're not even in church anymore. That breaks my heart. What we are called to do, missionary, is not easy. Nothing worthwhile is. And there's not just one way to be successful at this. I'm not, I don't count myself as success. I'm still just doing what, oh, whatever, whatever I'm doing. I'm doing what I've seen other successful people do. And this is not a simple work to do. It's going to be hard. It's going to hurt sometimes, but something that will keep the hurt minimized and keep the work from being hard is being organized. And we should be more organized in the ministry of God than we are at our secular jobs. If we have to be ridiculously organized at work, then we should be even more so doing something for the Lord. The largest banks and companies are successful because they are organized. Why should the work of God then have lower standards? I want to just point this out, this illustration out. You see sometimes those pictures of New York City and more so. Okay, so in Saudi Arabia, there is a building called the Burj Khalifa. It is Last I checked, it was the largest building in the world. Absolutely ginormous. It is massive. And I started thinking, you know, these people did not just get together one day and decide, okay, let's build a massive building. They didn't just start randomly put steel and glass and all these building materials all together to just make something. There was a plan to it. They had an architect come along and say, okay, this is how we're going to do things. The steel goes over here until it's ready to go. First off, we need to build a foundation. Get the cement in, build a giant hole, put the cement in, let's build a foundation. Which I wouldn't even want to know what the foundation was for that building. It's massive. It, probably like 20 miles wide. I have no clue. I'm exaggerating, of course. But... They had an architect come in who organized the effort and made it, and they gave their best effort in building the world's largest tower. You can go back and see the history of the Empire State Building, the Sears Tower. All these massive skyscrapers did not just happen randomly. They happened due to an organized effort. So my question is this, why should the world's largest towers largest buildings have had more of an effort in building them than the work of the Lord. Missionary, I don't know how hard those arch those architects worked on the Burj Khalifa, but 
that challenges me personally to spend triple the effort that they spent on building that tower to spend triple that effort into doing something for God. That personally challenges me, and I hope it challenges you too, because, you know, if, you, if you're called to missions, if you're called to the mission field, you are called for a reason. God thinks you're able to do it. God is, is going to equip you with what you need to get over there. And that's also something important to remember is if God called us to this, if God called us to the mission field, he's going to make the way. But we need to put forth our best effort and show that we can do it. That we can get over there. I personally want to show God what I'm capable of. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to be unbiblical, but I want to show God what I'm capable of. And I want to give God my 200% best effort. I pray Christian or uh, and I pray Christian missionary that this helped you. Uh, just stay organized. Organization is key to starting out on deputation from what I have learned from personal experience. Stay organized, get organized, and stay organized. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for joining us at this Missions Monday Latte Talks. Please join us again this Word Wednesday as we preach another sermon from the Word of God. Thank you, folks, for your love and support. We've had massive support for the podcast in the past couple weeks, more than I thought that I would ever hear, but praise the Lord for it. Praise the Lord that uh, people are being helped. Thank you all again. Y'all have a great day, and God bless. Mm-hmm.